This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. From Cafe Adesso all the way to the Odyssey Empire, we bring to you another Gwen and Chris. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Uh you were listening beforehand. Uh, Coach Cantera was was out at uh, Cafe Adesso with the Musgroves and uh, the Joe Musgrove documentary, as uh, <laughs> Frank our board op called it, a one hour visit with Joe. He's he's amazing. He's, he's awesome, one of the man. very few guys that you can visit with for an hour and uh, really enjoy the time. Joe Musgrove is uh, beyond a, a special guy. So Adam sent me some pictures from up there and. When Joe was sitting there, there was just a crowd of people around Joe and Coach and Braden while they were talking. They didn't want to see Braden? You think they were there to see Musgrove? (laughs) I think half were there to see Coach and half were there to see Musgrove. None to see Braden? None to see Braden. Come on, Braden's got his fans. He does have his fans. He does have his fans. But I'm pretty sure the attendance was for Mr. Musgrove. I would assume so. Yeah, we continue what is, as Chris said yesterday, one of the slowest weeks of sports. I've been waiting all day for Aaron Rodgers to announce his retirement so we have something to talk about, and he just won't do it. He he, he refuses to give us some help today. He, he said on, it's not Aaron. his time. It's it, not it, his he, time. He said uh, he it's said, the Eagles and the Chiefs time. Right. He doesn't want to. What? He doesn't want to. This uh, is contradicting everything Aaron Rodgers has ever done. He does not want to be the headliner. He, he doesn't want to Where be a distraction. He's been a distraction for like five years. Well, he has decided he doesn't want to be one now, if that is the case. All right. So we we get no help from him. So uh, we have put together... Uh, four hours of what you know I would call greatness. Uh, we have put together a pretty good show yeah, today, considering no, the fact that there honestly is nothing going on. Right, we got a back page for you, a daily gambit. Uh, Keith Smith from uh, Spot Track will will join us to talk a little NBA. JD Luster, assistant coach uh, for the Aztecs, he'll join us at four. Uh, we got some Super Bowl facts out there for you. Chris uh, puts together. Uh, usually fun some fun that you, facts that you can't get anywhere else. No, no, we gotta, Although Scraby likes to say, yes, you can. Yeah, the internet. <laughs> yeah, but who's going to look all that stuff up? <laughs> yeah, I already internet. have looked it all up. Right, right. So you I've get done it, your work So you, you get it hot off the press here. Yes. All right. Uh, we got a big five, and we've moved our, our Chris versus the fan to 5 o'clock today. So you got a little time uh, before you can qualify for that lovely uh, trip to Vegas. So uh, with that being said... <clears throat> Uh, I don't know if you guys saw. I know we talked a little bit about uh, that whole Arian Foster thing. It seemed to have kind of caught fire. I'm glad I, you brought this up. Yeah, I, I went and looked at the video. I went and watched the video, and I I, I tend to believe this was tongue in cheek. 
I don't well, believe he believed it was script. Let's go back, because the clip that Mr. Scraby played yesterday was of Arian Foster, the former running back at Mission Bay High, a guy who was successful enough to make it all the way to the NFL and have a couple have of pretty good seasons. Great seasons, with right. With the Houston Texans. Was on a podcast with the folks from, what is it, Scraby? Barstool, Barstool. Sports. Yeah, it was the Which it was is called. probably the least representable sports outlet <laughs> in the world. You know, I actually have changed a little bit on that. I, I think that they're, they they should be taken a little bit more seriously than I've given Not them credit for. Not after yesterday, they shouldn't be but taken seriously. But I don't seriously. know that this podcast is like a serious news podcast. I've never listened to well, macro Well, what you played before. for us yesterday was Arian Foster saying that he didn't just believe the NFL was rigged, it was rigged. Right. And right. when he played in the National Football League, his playbook would detail everything that was going to happen for the whole year laid out. Right. Week two, you're going to gain 100 yards. <laughs> Week three, you're going to get injured. Week four, you're going to come back and catch three pass. I mean, he said practically every play was scripted for the whole season. And I, the guy on the podcast goes, Yeah, Aaron said the whole thing's fixed. And Aaron goes, Oh, yeah, totally. And so I called Arian Foster an idiot, and now I really want to take that back. Right. Because i got to believe, after what Tony said and after looking at this video, that he was totally kidding. Right. At least I really hope he was. <laughs> so I'm going to retract the idiot comment for anybody that knows Arian Foster. I don't want you to pass that along to him. I'm just assuming that... Uh, this was a deadpan joke that fell a little flat. I, I I had only heard the sound, and then after I got home, it was just kind of going around Perusing, looking at it, and yeah. found that that clip, and it, it seemed like it was it was definitely tongue in cheek. But it wasn't that funny. I mean, they, you know, I <laughs> but it did that. it did do something that I do enjoy from time to time on Twitter and on Instagram. It ruffled everybody's feathers. No, 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 not that. Oh, uh, it produced. Some of the best memes oh. uh, we've got going right now. Oh, man. oh yeah, uh, it, because you know, Give me a couple. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's um, there's a guy who's like really happy with his hands, and it says like JPP's script from the 2015 year because he got his hands. And JPP <laughs> had yeah. to lose his fingers. <laughs> right, yes. right, right. Another guy, or, or, oh, they have a dog with his eyes like really wide, and it says. Michael Vick's dog when he saw the script. Oh, <laughs> when he saw the script, right? Oh my God! You got you, the other one. So, I, there, so now the memes are starting to say that we're taking it a step further. <laughs> that not only the NFL script the, the games on the field, they script everything that happened to these guys the, off the field. Hundred percent. Okay. And here's here's the here's the the best one is uh, I, I believe uh, with the quarterback for um, the Colts now, White. Uh, Matty, no, Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt oh, Ryan. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, why do I have to be the dude that, that have blows the script, a 28-3 yeah. And not only that, then I think they blew. he blew another game with the he Colts did. at the this end year, of the year. This year. It was another big uh, 33-0. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. Can't the, you write me something the, the good script? The script is, is not streaming have, very well. In the back page, I have reactions from NFL players. Like, they're now blaming plays that they missed on oh, yeah. the script, yeah. and it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Well, Aaron Foster's got everybody's attention, but I think he was trying to kid around. I just don't think it – I think it's just one of those bits that fell kind of flat. Right, so, right. Uh, if anybody knows about a bit falling flat, it's this show. I mean, it does happen from too, time to time. Touche. So touche. You are not alone. Oh, come on with a ding on that. <laughs> Double ding. Double ding. <laughs> Double ding. Double doink. My goodness. Lakers are in action tonight, and they're playing the Indiana Pacers. But here's the thing, Tony Gwynn Jr. 
if LeBron James can score 89 points tonight, he can become the NBA's all-time leading scorer. I say you try to get it for him. Let's do it in style. What? Yeah, let's put up 89 points for LeBron. Tonight? Yeah, tonight. Score 89 points, break Kareem's record, all in one fell swoop. I don't, know how, I don't know how I feel about that. You don't Selfishly. want to break Kobe's uh, 81? I, that, that, that's, that's the, that, you want to hold that, that I think I want to hold that one a All little right. bit longer. I think I'm joking, obviously. Yeah. Another, another bit that fell flat. <laughs> I ding, knew you were joking. I knew ding, you were another one. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, I mean, it's it's getting close, though. I mean, right? Three or four games, and he's going to be the guy. I saw that the, the ticket prices for the, the next few games, the next few games are, are skyrocketing right now. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, obviously... Uh, people like to be a part of history. I mean, that's they do. That's a uh, and this is this is one of those records that you could possibly say, as we pro- as people probably said when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar got to it and continued to play years after. Yeah, this record might not ever be broken. Yeah, Kareem broke it, I believe, in Utah. I don't, I'm trying to remember whose record he broke at the time. Uh, to be honest with you, because the, there's been so many guys on the list now that have moved up. I mean, you look at the all-time NBA scoring list. It's not necessarily the kind of who's who that you would expect. I mean, it's all obviously it's all amazing players. Don't get me wrong, but like Carmelo Anthony, for instance, who I don't think is a guaranteed Hall of Famer. Uh, Carmelo is eleventh, I believe, on the all-time scoring list, so he's way up there. Yeah, and uh, so it's pretty interesting to me. I, I wanted to get it out here. Let me see if I can find it. Points, points, points. Come on. You think points would be kind of a stand right out here. I can't seem to find it anywhere. But uh yeah, LeBron will be number one, obviously, uh, and not too much longer. Kareem will be number two. There's points. My goodness, it was buried. Uh Malone is third. Kobe, Michael, Dirk Nowitzki is sixth. Wilt seventh. I'm so that's I'm, who he probably I'm broke. Assuming was Wilt. that Kareem broke Wilt's record. Dr. J is eighth. Moses Malone is ninth, Shaq, then Carmelo Anthony, then a guy that very few people out there know, Dan Issel, uh, played with Denver mostly and uh, scored a lot of his points in the ABA. But I'm this is ABA, NBA, uh, Elvin Hayes, Akeem Olajuwon, Oscar Robertson. So that's your top 15 on the all-time point list. But, yeah, Kareem, 38-387, and LeBron – Needs eighty nine to pass him. Yeah, it's the, it, they they're hoping if it they probably it sounds like they want to get it done. Obviously in L A, they got two yeah, more games on the road. Two more games on the road. Oh, it's setting up pretty perfectly, well. and that it's way you can have Kareem well. in the building too. So that would uh, I think that'd be pretty sweet to see that. I would hope Kareem would would be there. He's gonna be there. As he our, said he's it, gonna yeah, be there. He's gonna be there if it's Good at for home. Him. If Good it's at for home. him. I mean, yeah. Kareem Abdul Jabbar doesn't have the all time greatest reputation off the court. I must say, uh, he was very difficult to deal with as a player. He's a intelligent, brilliant guy. Uh, who did a you know who's done a lot of wonderful things, dealing with the media, dealing with the fans, not necessarily Kareem's all-time highlight. So I, I think this would be nice for him to be there and and personally congratulate LeBron when and if the record is broken here in L.A. So yeah. I like that. No, no doubt about it. Uh, last thing before uh, we get out of here, uh, one of those tidbits. I think Padre fans have become less familiar with over the last few years as the Padres have gotten better is uh, some of the MLB farm system rankings came out today. 
And Farm the, system rankings. Yes. The Padres have probably had to slip a little bit. They have. They've traded so many Just a little guys. bit, though. 24. 24? 24. Oh, that's a lot so of they've bit. slipped quite a bit. Right. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because... It's okay with me. Right. When they hand over the, the World Series trophy to the winning team, they don't say... You know, here's your trophy, but your farm system's ranked twenty fourth. <laughs> nobody cares about that. You know, when you're winning the World Series, so let's hope that the Padres don't have to worry about this. Yeah, they 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 don't at this point. Um, you know, but to sustain this type of run, you do have to try to keep rebuilding that. And after the last couple of seasons in which the Padres have had to kind of dip into that, you can imagine why they've dropped so low. But one draft, uh, one international. Uh, signing period can change all of that in, in in one season. So now, who's number one right now in the? Farm I give rankings? you the guess. Not the Dodgers. Indeed, really? they are. What are they doing? Number one. Indeed, who do they, they have? Uh, I'll see who. Let's bring they them place, all up this they, year and see how good they really are. They place eight players uh, on the top one hundred. Most of any team. Uh, looks like guys like uh, his name is River Ryan. Uh, Jose De Paula, okay. Uh, trying to get into the top ten. Michael Grove is another name. Uh, I don't know a lot of these. Dalton Rushing, yeah. Don't but, know any of yeah. them. Don't know any of them. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, you know, good for the Cleveland's Dodgers. number two. I've never been a big fan of having the number one farm system. Uh, it, it usually me now the Dodgers case it doesn't. I mean they're not a rebuilding squad, but. If everybody's so good, then bring them up to the major leagues and have them contribute. I mean, there's a lot of teams, a lot of guys that are great in the minor leagues. Tony, you said it yesterday. The step between that level and the major leagues is the hardest step to take. And there's no way of knowing exactly which guys are going to be able to do it and which guys are going to struggle with it. We think we know, but we truly don't know. I, I, I don't know how many top prospects have failed, and I don't know how many... Prospects in the middle of the rankings have done gone on to be superstars. We say it often, right, that you you, you don't know until you get to this level how good somebody is. But uh, in terms of sustained success, it is nice to have that to dip into in order to prevent yourself from going the opposite direction and having to work back up. I again. understand that. I do, and I agree with you. But I, I, I think, like... The Yankees of the late 1990s, 2000s, who won four out of six World Series, I don't know where their farm system ranked before that, but I know while they were winning their World Series, their organization should have ranked number one because they brought up Jeter, they brought up Pettit, they brought up uh, Bernie but Williams. But that's the point, though. They brought, uh, that, so that all worked. But we, don't, we didn't have minor league system rankings before that, or maybe we did and I didn't read about it. The question is, if the Dodgers have number one, they're basically saying that when their young players come to the major leagues, they're going to have the best team. I don't know how you can predict that. No, I don't know. That's what that's what that's saying. What does it say? say? By saying you have number one farm system, it doesn't mean that when they come up, that means they'll be the best team. I think what it does say, though, is that we can sustain success because we have the type of talent that comes up and can help. That doesn't mean they'll be a, a, a championship winner. Um, And I think that is, again, the Padres are only this low because they've used a very talented system as they were still contending in the division to get better at the top. Um, And so that's right now. Come June, when you have 
a draft again, the 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 track record says that that number will move from twenty four up higher. And the Padres, the Padres, I think it's going to move lower because I think they might trade a guy. They could do that too. They, they could end up trading Dylan Lesko, and then you got to drop it some more. A hundred percent. But if you get a superstar player to play left field or something, wherever you might have an opening, it's going to be worth it. Right. We're not arguing whether it's uh, worth it or not. We're just arguing in terms of having a farm system with talent allows you to sustain the type of winning that we all want to see long term. Yeah. Well, to me, me, having a great farm system and having a top-round pick in the NFL draft are the two things that are overrated the most. No argument there. To me, what's underrated the most is winning – at the big league or the NFL level, right? That's what should matter. Having the number one pick, Chicago Bears should be ashamed of themselves. Not celebrating that, but they are. <laughs> All right, let's get to break. When we come back, uh, we can get into this uh, referee, uh, the referees that we have coming up for the Super Bowl. Apparently, this might not be the best watch. I'll explain when we return. More Gwen and Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back to the program. 223 is the time. One of the things that we do between segments here on the show. Well, Chris eats. That's one thing. Uh, Chris eats. What's Tony got? He's got a Dagwood over uh, there. I was Dagwood. Look at that sandwich. It's piled up so high, I can barely it see is. him. But I was. I'm ready. He waited to take a bite. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't do. My timing wasn't good coming into the segment. I took a bite of some food, and then Scraby started playing the music, and I was. Oh yes, I started playing the music. Yes. Well, all right. The music started thank playing. You, thank, you, thank you. Whatever the case is, so uh, came back in mid chew there. Sorry about that. Uh, Dagwood, uh, though. What is a Dagwood? A Dagwood is... <laughs> I've never heard of there it. Was, I have you've never heard, heard of that before? No. I've heard of it. I don't there know what it is. There was a comic strip way back when. It was called Blondie, and there was a character in the comic strip. I have made a promise to myself I'm going to be I'm better never going to miss that again. There was a, a character in the comic strip named Dagwood, and he was famous <laughs> for eating sandwiches that were piled like six oh, feet high. I see it. So they honestly started calling it a Dagwood. 
if you had a sandwich oh. that looked similar to the one you're munching down on over well, there. Well, Tony did what, something completely different I was going to ask you what's today. in there, but I, I think it might be easier to tell us what's not in there. <laughs> uh, there was uh, some, um, gosh, I can't remember the type of turkey it is, but it's a boar's head type oh. of turkey, okay. uh, some, turkey. Some some okay. roast beef. All right. Roast beef. Medium cheddar. Mm. Medium right. cheddar. Right. Nice. Some chipotle. Go, Tony, go. No, Chipotle mayo. Nice. Right? Yeah, wow. with some uh, sprouts. sprouts on it's going to get a little yeah. crazy here because now we get into the sprouts. Uh, yeah, man. Chris I don't hates like sprouts. sprouts. What is what is with you? Why sprouts are you hating no my teeth? I, I, they don't <laughs> they don't do anything for me. I mean, is that it's better to be gotten your teeth than your throat? Like the the like nuts, the crackers, the crackers. Are you like yeah. the, the yeah. energy bar that you eat? <laughs> Pretty much everything gets caught in my throat at this stage of life, guys. So I, I'm sorry to inform you. You're probably headed down. We're headed the same that way. Is that what yeah, you're saying? You're going to get there one day. But uh, yeah, it's a lovely looking sandwich. What kind of bread are you in? Um, it's some um, artesian white bread. Oh, anytime you add the word artesian, artesian then it sounds fancy. Sandwich sandwich. <laughs> if you buy a bre- if you buy a sandwich at a place and they have artesian bread, it costs a little right like seven dollars more. This is uh, only in name, right? It just it just the bag says artesian, but it's pretty much white. This bread. was this was uh, brought in from uh, from the Gwyn household. From the Gwyn household, a I complete did, reversal of I, everything yeah. he's done. Yes, last I've five never years. seen him have food. He he normally stops on his way. I in didn't and he's have got time a to stop. Of places that he goes. to. To. Actually, I'm lying. I could have had time to stop, but I was a little lazy get, like getting out of the house today. So I said, right. "You know what? I'm gonna make my co- I'm gonna make my sandwich, mm. and I'll stop and get coffee." Mm. Gotcha. There All right. Is. Well, if you're wondering out there about what's going on in what's going on in sports, that's what's going on in sports. We're talking about Tony's <laughs> lunch. It's a it's a very quiet day. Uh, we welcome you back into Gwen and Chris. We do have a lot going on on the show, though, uh, starting with Keith Smith. We'll talk NBA with us uh, in the 3 o'clock hour. J.D. Luster, assistant coach, San Diego State basketball. They got a big one tomorrow night at home against Boise State. We'll talk with him in the 4 o'clock hour. Chris's fun Super Bowl facts also coming up a little bit later on. I did want to ask how the soccer match went last night, Tony. It didn't go good. Uh-oh. Mount Carmel uh, took a, a one nothing loss. Out. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was Michaela just... Gwynn's uh, one-game Point scoring streak was was, it was snapped. snapped it was snapped. <laughs> it was snapped. They got shut out. Yeah, All no, right. it was uh, a, certainly a game um, they could have won, but they didn't. They didn't. They, they didn't, didn't finish. They didn't play well. You got to finish. Frankly. Yeah, you got to finish your opportunities. All right. Uh, you know, I thought that the um, the Farmers Insurance Open got the uh, shaft last week with the no name leaderboard. But uh, the Pebble Beach tournament, which is underway today, is uh, leaves a lot to be desired. Huh? Leaves a lot to be desired. I have never heard of any of these guys. Hank Laboydia, Scraby, Love Kurt Kittyama, <laughs> Love, oh. Love him. I, I call him Kitty Cat. Will Gordon, Kitty Kurt, Kitty Kurt. Sorry, Harry Hall. Oh yes, Richie Warinsky. Never heard of him. Never heard of any of these guys. You no, know, the only uh, guy I heard on, on the course heard of on the course today was uh, Gareth Bale. Get, the, so- the soccer player. I was going to say, yeah, I was yeah. like, he's not a, am I missing a PGA Tour player? Yeah, no. He, he, he was Pebble a soccer Beach player that had a nice one, shot today. The Pebble Beach used to be one that all of the top players it was. played at. And here's the question that I'm going to give, they're going to pose. Is it possible, Scraby? Where are we going with this? Well, we're going here. Is it possible that the uh, Live Tour has stolen so many big-name players that there aren't enough now to go around on the PGA Tour? I mean, I... I I hate to think that's a possibility, but 
I mean, some of these tournaments seem like they're really lacking. I must say, I'll give you, I'll give you that it probably has done a little bit of something to the tournaments, but the the Pebble Beach Pro Am is not one of the highly coveted tournaments anymore in the PGA Tour because of where it sits on the schedule, and they have to do the Pro Am, and and uh, so this is more of a a cause and effect of yeah, a, they, this they, new scheduling and um, perhaps some of the guys leaving for live, which leaves you with a less. Deep field, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember Brooks Kepka playing in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, but I do know that Phil used to play all the time in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and definitely there are guys that play, played in this tournament that are in live now, but I don't think they're needle movers as it is. I mean, Dustin Johnson, I don't. he didn't play in this specific tournament. He would play in other tournaments there, but not the, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. So this is a tournament, are you saying that this is a tournament that most it's, guys stay away from? I wonder anyway. if it's fallen off like for good or if it's just this year. There's also other competing tournaments that go on around the world, and, and sometimes the European Tour, I believe they get, they pay their guys to go to some of the events. So I think that's one of the reasons as well, is because the European Tour is stealing them away. By the way, Patrick Reed. Um, Your clone? I have been paying attention to this whole cheating thing, and he is so... Dead set on him not cheating, even though so many people have evidence of their own that he did cheat. That I, I don't know what to believe anymore. Like, is he openly cheating on the PGA Tour now and just not admitting it? Well, he's not on the PGA Tour. He's, he's on not. the Live Tour, but he's right? on the European Tour. A guy who said he wanted to play less golf because he wanted to spend time with his family is playing yeah. as much golf as he did before. Yeah, that excuse needs to be placed on, <laughs> to the side now for all athletes right. uh, and front office executives that uh, say they want out because they want to spend time with their family. That doesn't seem to ever uh, play out that way. Tony mentioned it coming in. If you're wondering about Super Bowl 57, we'll have some fun Super Bowl facts a little bit later, but here's one for you. Carl Cheffers' crew will be working the Super Bowl and according to NFLPenalties.com, they threw the most flags of any crew in the National Football League this year, uh, over 12.5 penalties per game. They also threw the most flags last year, 14 per game. Oh, man. In the last uh, 10 years, Carl Sheffer's crew, Sheffer's crew has been first in most penalties thrown four times. In the last 10 years, they've been in the top five practically every year. So something to look forward to mm. in Super Bowl 57. We'll probably get a lot of flags. Nothing thrown. says a good watch like a start and stop of a flag. Yeah, well, that's spoken like a guy who lost the NFC Championship game. Trying to trying to uh, downplay the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because your club's not, <laughs> not as important anymore. I get it. I get that's it. Fair. I would that's do the fair. same thing. The Super Bowl is now like the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, just not that important Just anymore. not important to yeah. people like you who uh, lost yet another NFC title game. I <laughs> okay. get it. I get it. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. A bunch of fun stuff on the back page. All kinds of crazy stories, including a young lady who played in a JV basketball game, <laughs> only she wasn't that young of a lady. Find out about that and much more stuff when Gwen and Chris continues. Two thirty-eight on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Scraby is just putting himself through torture right now. What a dummy! Just, what a dummy! How many channels do you have to choose from? And you have landed on NFL Network's replay. Of the 49er Chiefs Super Bowl. And not only that, 
The only part you landed on was the fourth quarter when the 49ers gave up three touchdowns in the last nine minutes of the game. And I kid you not, he is mesmerized by it, almost as if he's never seen it before. Well, and he keeps getting mad. He's like, oh, I can't believe they just scored a touchdown. Well, what did you think was going to happen? You know, for a long time, I didn't watch the Super Bowl over. And so the last part of the game is a little bit blurry to me because I was in a state of. Yes, but why crying. would you want to know what happened? It doesn't bother me like you. I know. You guys, the, there's, it bothers there's you. There's two Super Bowls that I know very little about. Both you of know, the ones the Dolphins lost? Yeah. I, I, the 1982 Super Bowl, they lost to the, to no, the Redskins. for Chris versus the fans? Yeah. And the 19, <laughs> That's a good point. And the 1984 Super Bowl when the, the Dolphins lost to the 49ers. I watched both games, but I never read one story about any game. I never once watched a single highlight from it, unless it's been forced on me by some highlight package. I've seen John Riggins run for that famous touchdown many times to clinch the victory against the Dolphins. But, yes, I don't choose to relive those moments. Yeah, it's great. You, you're, you're definitely an oddball on this one. Well, I, I think it all has to stem back to when I stopped drinking because uh, one of the reasons I drank was because I like to run from things. And oh, so you're, you're just, you're just in my new life, stepping into it right in now? In my new life, I have to face things head on, which mm. is... Reading articles twice? and watching Super Bowls that the 49ers lost. Twice? You got to go through it twice? As many times as it takes. Right on, I brother. can't turn away. Right on. Uh, a couple, <laughs> right on. couple of, let me give you a couple NFL notes before we get into the Super Bowl factoids. Uh, back page. Is it back page? Yeah. Back page is coming up now. Super Bowl factoids a bit later in the program. I stand corrected. Give me uh, right. a redo on that. Uh, before we get to the uh, back page here, let yes. me give you a few NFL notes. I don't know if you guys saw Devontae Adams lobbying for uh, his former quarterback. Did you guys see this? He wants Aaron Rodgers he wants to come Aaron, to Las Vegas. He wants oh, Aaron Rodgers yes, to come yes. to Las Vegas. He said his neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> he I, wants I, him to live there. I, I think there's a, certainly a chance of that, right? Yeah. I mean, sounds like Green Bay, everything that I've read and saw, sounds like Green Bay is ready to move on from Brett Favre and start their uh, – Aaron Rodgers? I say Brett Favre. <laughs> Tony, you're not old enough to have those kind of brain cramps. I got to tell you, I'm sorry, Aaron. It's Rogers. understandable if I do that. I it's do understandable s- if Scraby does that does that because he's do's just kind of goofy anyway. Okay, I, I got you doing. I, I gotta I gotta say I I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I don't. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I feel the same way. I think you that feel. could happen. I think that could happen. It's looking very much like he's going to leave Green Bay. Yeah, it seems like Green Bay is ready to move on from him in the way that they were moved on from Brett Favre. Well, if you're the Raiders, I mean, really, who are your choices right now? You I got, mean, you, you got you, Love. You, That's who you drafted. You, you, who's that? Uh, love, the quarterback. Who's, no, I'm sorry. If you're the Raiders, oh, who you don't, are your you don't choices? have a choice if you're the Raiders. If I don't you think. Don't, if you're the Raiders, your choices are basically down to trying to find a way to pry free Aaron Rodgers. The only other guy I can think of that's totally available out there is Jimmy Garoppolo. And, yeah. you know, Jimmy G, maybe Carson Wentz. Oh, oh God. I no. mean, I, I don't know who else. Jared Stidham. Well, that's who's there now yeah. for the Raiders. But, I mean, if you're going to get yourself a, a semi-reliable quarterback, those are the only two or three guys I can think of that are going to be available. Yeah. No, you know, I mean, who I think else are you going to go I don't get? know if the Raiders. I don't know what the Raiders' uh, picks look like because I know they've given up some of those. Yeah, uh, but they're going to have to give up some to get uh, the only quarterback. Aaron Rodgers. The only quarterback that I can see. Jordan Love is, is Jordan Love era is about to start. I think. Yeah, I think so too. But the only quarterback I can see from college who's ready to step in 
and potentially play next year in the NFL is C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. And he'll be off the board before the Raiders. He'll pick. be a Texan. You think he'll be a Texan? Texan, or uh, I've I've seen I, I pay attention to mock drafts a of lot. Of course you do. Yes, you um, do. And he's he's going to be taken first, pretty much first, first or second. Yeah, first he's going to go yeah. right up there. I, I I think he's capable. Maybe the kid from Alabama, but he looks like he needs Young. to get a little bigger. He uh, can't. Yeah, Stroud seems like he's Stroud more... looks like he's already the size to go out there and take take hits in the NFL. He actually can't be drafted number one because the Bears have that pick, and if they draft right. CJ Stroud, that would be weird. That would be silly. But yeah, the Texans. Texans are right there, at number two, and they uh, could, they move could fields. use a quarterback. I, I think the Texans should take <laughs> CJ Stroud. Yeah, you know, uh, but I'm not a draft. The fan. other uh, tidbit before uh, we get to the back page, Carl Sheffers. You guys know who that is? Yes, we already discussed. Yeah, we just it. did this. He, that he, he did, we, we, all right, Tony. There's something in that sandwich. There's something in the <laughs> I'm sandwich. Telling you the alfalfa sprouts are causing you to go brain. We crazy. talked about when did we do that? Just all before of the end of segment. the last segment. We we it was 14 penalties that he, he and his crew have uh, yeah thrown I don't, this I don't year. Remember that. Oh my goodness! Well, you're probably like, looking at Instagram. Could swear you were sitting I, there. That, I'm just kidding. I'm looking. <laughs> you are you know looking what? at your computer. <laughs> I know he's mad at me. Not no, enough of you. Let's go to the back page. What? Yeah, we got to get. It's time now to go past the headlines, past the dear Abbeys. Are you willing to make a sacrifice? All the way into a world where most never roam. We're dealing with sick people here. Gwen and Chris take you through all the stories that are too weird for the front page. The back page starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Back page is all the stories that Chris and Tony won't let me talk about on the radio. I think you should open with the Carl Cheffers story. <laughs> well, we are in. That way all three of us yes. can do it in a matter of ten minutes. We are in for a flag fest on Super Bowl Sunday. You don't say. Yes. You don't say. I believe Carl Sheffers is, uh, has thrown 14 <laughs> penalty flags in his career per year, or for this year. Yeah. And he's uh, in I charge this you, year. I don't know what I don't know what I was doing, but I don't remember that. You weren't with us. <laughs> <laughs> at all. Like, not even, a, not even one of those words, like, sparked something in my head. Like, oh, yeah, we did do that. Well, no. the, that sandwich that you're eating is pretty... Pretty delicious. Mm. Well, that's what I said. He that. can't. He's 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 hiding clearly behind my, the height of that sandwich over there. Clearly, we can't see my, what he's even doing. Clearly, mm-hmm. my hearing stops once I start chewing. So um, evidently, let's go. It, it's heaven between <laughs> a piece of meat. It is. Uh, all right. So the first story we're going to talk about today spans or stems off of the Arian Foster comments that the NFL's rigged and they had uh, different scripts for different players and all that stuff. Well, NFL players, former NFL players, started taking to Twitter and said some pretty funny things. RG3 has a <laughs> has a gif of Will Smith being very sad and crying, and it says, reading the end of the script for 2012, <laughs> when that would be his knee blowing out. That's the funny thing. As soon as you mention a player, it's going to be funny because... You can remember instantly what it's going to be. Alvin Kamara said, When they handed me the script for our season during camp, I almost walked out of the facility, brah. But they did hand him a script once where he got to score six touchdowns in a game. Right. That is true. He's had a good script at least once. That That is true. one good script. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, a corner, said, Me giving up 200 to Chase was just me following the (laughs) scripts. They told me to do it. (laughs) 
there, yeah, there, there's a lot of other ones, but this is a pretty uh, funny story. And I want to see what's next with Arian Foster and what he says about this, because he's going to have to comment at some point on why he said this and why he did this. How about, how about Emmanuel Acho? He says, after I read my NFL script and it said I had to get cut five times by age 25. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, Craig Reynolds, who plays for the Lions, said, getting my script my first three years and seeing I don't make it past training camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those are tough scripts, right? Scripts right there. Those, those really are. So that, yeah. that was some fun from the NFL players, and we'll see what happens with, uh, with um, Arian Foster's comments going forward. The next one is actually kind of a fun one, and let the record show that... I do not have the one that I wanted. I will get that, though. Interesting. Let the record show. J. Ron Curse is the last player to ever intercept a pass from Tom Brady. And he actually kept this ball that he intercepted against Tom Brady in the playoff game. He went 34 for, 35 for 66 yards, or 66 passing for 351. But he did have an interception, and now Curse is posting that on his Twitter. He said, good thing I held on to this one. Hell of a career, TB12. The GOAT. I mean, you have to keep this one forever, right? Uh, this- At some point, you got to have him sign it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sure this he wasn't the in the mood to sign interse- it that last day. No, though. final interception of his career. We, we talked about the final, or we thought was Who- the final touchdown pass. And then he retired, and then he came back. Do we know who his final touchdown pass was to this show, this time around? Um, yes, I do. It's actually a Big Five question. Ah, okay, up. well, you'll find up. out later, yes, listeners. Yes. But what would you do with this ball, Chris? Would you keep it, or would you try to get it, sell it at some point? I don't know. I'd give it back to him or so. You give not, it back I'm to just him? Not, I've told you before, I'm not a fan of this stuff. I, I don't get <laughs> having a memento that really should belong to somebody else. I told you that... If I caught, you know, the Aaron Judge record-setting home yeah. run ball, I'd give it right back to him. If he wanted to give me something in return, I'd probably say fine, but I, I wouldn't hold him hostage for it. I, I'm not a collector of this kind of stuff, so I have no interest. I, I would think the ball that would be far more interesting than the last interception of Tom Brady's career would be finding somebody who has the first interception of his career. Ooh. But I don't know who would have kept that because yeah. there's no way of knowing at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. So what? You caught the last interception. The guy threw how many interceptions did he throw? Two hundred something. Yeah, probably. he threw a bunch of them. It's not like you have the but only the interception one? he ever threw. I think it's pretty valuable. That's just in my opinion. I'm sure it's valuable. It just have no interest to me. Well, let the all record also, Tony. Would you keep the ball? This is a crazy question. Absolutely, I yeah, keep the ball. Are you too. kidding me? I actually, I it's different. Than catching Aaron Judge's home run, like you I did nothing it. but just caught, catch a, yeah. a ball. In this one, I actually picked him off. Like it was part of the game. I got his last interception. I certainly didn't be giving it back to Tom. Like, why does he want his last his last ever interception? I don't yeah. think. I think he would probably not want that ball. Yeah, he would be angry. So about I'm it. gonna keep it. Um, and yeah, no, I probably. Put it up on a mantle and yeah. explain it to everybody My when they come in. My grandkids, oh, yeah. their friends. Yo, yeah, I got Tom Brady once. It was his last one. They're like, uh. wow, who's Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> 40 years from now, <laughs> right? Uh, the Let the record also show, I not only bring stories that are bad about Tom Brady, but I also bring good stories about Tom Brady. I very came across rarely. One of the, very rarely, but I do. Came across one of those earlier today, and Logan Ryan plays for the Buccaneers, and Logan Ryan's wife posted this on Instagram. She put up a picture of Tom and Logan Ryan and herself with dogs and puppies, and his kids are there as well, holding puppies and dogs. 
But she said, I guess I'll chime in with my Tom Brady story. But it's not the one about seven Super Bowls or being down 28-3 to or his last pass as a Patriot. We all know those. It's the one about the dad who volunteered at the animal shelter with his kids throughout an entire football season. The one where he bonded with his kids over naming puppies and bottle-feeding kittens. The one where he silently showed up every other week to make a difference for his family and his community. The one where two dads just got to be dads and beam with pride every time their kids said, Please, can we just stay a little bit longer? The one where two little girls built a friendship around their love of tiny baby kittens and did their part in making the world a better place for animals. These pictures were from August, and we didn't take many more after that, not publicly at least. It was about being a human being. It was about Tom taking the very thing his little girl loves the most and turning it into an opportunity to spend time together. So that was a pretty good story. I mean, you never hear about that stuff from from athletes. They don't really put that out there. But Tom Brady was going to an animal. You're shelter. hearing a lot of that. I think it was is it is it McCready, the, the one of the twins that's not playing uh, NFL. I think he's on the NFL Network because they play for the oh New McCourty. England. McCourty. Uh, he said basically the same thing, and it, and it, you know he said people would come come to him often and ask, you know, who Tom Brady was, as if there's like this other person. But uh, Tom Brady was. That way to everybody, from the janitor, it sounds like, all the way to Mr. Kraft himself. So uh, kudos to him for not only being the goat of football, but a terrific human being, it sounds like. Yeah. It's hard to volunteer at a pet shelter because I I did it a long time ago, and uh, I I fell in love with every animal there. And then it was very sad when I had to leave, and the dog had to stay there, or the cat had to stay there. So everybody out there, if you're thinking about getting a dog, go and adopt a dog, because there is one out there for you. I agree. Chris, any comments about Tom Brady, the dog whisperer? No. Okay. (laughs) Now, to the story that Chris teased earlier today. Uh, Portsmouth, Virginia, Arlisha Boykins, a 22-year-old former assistant coach on the Churchland JV girls basketball team, actually played the game impersonating a 13-year-old player who played for the Truckers. The student-athlete was out of town, and uh, so the 22-year-old coach stepped in. Both the JV coach and the head coach of the varsity basketball team have both been fired. She, uh, there's video of her playing in this game, and she is really good, obviously, because the rest of the girls are only 13 years old. But uh, it was uh, on January 21st, and everything is now being handled. They're being fired. A thir- the father of a th- of the 13-year-old said, coaches always preach to the kids about integrity and those types of things, so I was just shocked. So that is the story that Chris was talking about. But this is pretty crazy. I mean, Chris, you, you're a referee. What is wrong with us? You're a referee. What would ha- I mean, how would you, if you saw this and you thought, man, this person looks a lot older than 13, would you say anything? I did see some of the highlights of this. Not only did she look older, she was completely dominating the game. <laughs> yes, I mean, she, she was. was. I mean, she wasn't just playing half speed. She was playing full speed and dominating. I mean, imagine like... A backyard Thanksgiving Day touch football game where it's you and, and Ray Lewis, your three brothers, and Ray Lewis <laughs> against five nine year olds. I mean, it'd that's, be a little silly if you were playing full, full speed, speed, right? But that's what these that's what this gal was doing. I <laughs> just body in 13 crazy. Year olds. Seriously, uh, what? that's ridiculous. It's crazy. What's I, wrong with us? I mean, they, they, the thing I, I, I saw this story. You know what this story? I saw it. It was the lead story on TMZ this morning. The <laughs> first story of the day, and they had the highlights of it. I, I, I understand the coach got fired. 
the JV coach got fired. Yeah. The administration ought to be fired for allowing it to happen under their nose. Um, as a referee, it's not necessarily our job to worry about who's, who's lined up and who's playing. Right. But I got to be honest: if some player was on a JV, see now that's the var- that's the crazy me, part. City, you could almost hide it and just say, "Man, what a great player!" But if that excellent looking of a player was in a JV game, your, your antennas your first, would go you, up. Your antennas would go up. You're like, "What's going on here?" Uh, this is uh, the world is a disaster. <laughs> Stuff like this <laughs> like is at, happening at, at now. What Come point on. Did, did somebody? I mean, I can't believe somebody didn't say, "Man, I don't know." This is you are twenty two years of age. You want to you want to go out and play against these thirteen year olds? It's like, yeah, yeah I'm about to go body these girls. Yeah, yeah, it was that's pretty crazy. There was one time when I was playing flag football, as Chris said, against uh, my my little cousins, and I took it too hard, and I uh, I stiff arm went into the <laughs> ground, <laughs> and uh, I got in trouble for doing Good. that. I'm I'm glad glad you got in trouble. Why is that not a surprise <laughs> to me? <laughs> I was like running, and he came over to tackle me, and I just stiff armed him into the ground. <laughs> He's like, you're so happy. With I was this. maybe like 25, and and he was like, I, I think maybe 14 or something. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, real quick, last one. There is a man named Rob Pope who is doing the 15,000 mile Forrest Gump run that he did in the movie. Uh, he this took him 43 states over 422 days. He crisscrossed the country four times, covering 15,621 miles, or four times the length of the Amazon River. He went through 33 pairs of running shoes during this Forrest Gump run. I don't know why he did it. I don't know why either. But he did. Are we going to talk about Carl Sheffers when we come back? Uh, Yeah, I believe we have some news on the referees for the Super Bowl when we get back. This is the show to listen to to get that news, I'll tell you that. Pretty clear. Daily Gambit next! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 